So if you've ever listened to any sort of podcast, you've probably heard an advertisement for Acast in which they advertise that Acast hosts some of the world's best podcasts. I heard that on my way here today and I thought, it's false advertising because they don't have Rebels and Robots. Oh, man. It's Wednesday night, which means it's Starformers night. Welcome to Rebels and Robots with Cameron and... Rachel. She almost missed it. She was taking a drink. She just barely made it under the wire. Staying hydrated. This is our weekly chat about Star Wars and... Transformers. What were you about to say? I almost just said robots. Is <laughs> <laughs> anything robots related? I'm, we're, we're definitely qualified. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> this is we're, episode 11 of this podcast. Ooh, one, one. I made a really horrible... Um, not math, but clo- I can't think of any another term for it. Counting error last week. Mm. I said we were a quarter of the way through the year. We're halfway through March. We're only a, you only get to a quarter way of the year until the end of March when March is over. I don't know what I was thinking. I think in my head I thought that the year was ten months long, not twelve. I don't know what were I was thinking. Were you also thinking that because it was like technically week eight, where? I work at the time. No, I, I don't think, think so. No. I don't know. Time was, is an enigma. I don't know what I was thinking about. Anyways, um, welcome to the show, Rachel. I don't know. Wow, thank you. <laughs> yeah, like you're a guest. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much was, for having me. I've been wanting to get on this podcast for so long. <laughs> um, I'm just really, really pleased that you brought me here. Anyways, you have any anything from the last week? Yes, I do. What I do have a lot. Okay, so... <laughs> this is just funny. So... Uh, sometimes I will like be on my personal Twitter and I see tweets from our, our podcast page uh-huh. and, and I don't immediately read who posts them. I always read the tweets first and I will see something. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they stole our tweet. And it's our account. <laughs> um, so I've also got a couple. This is from last episode. So, you know, we see the Bad Batch, uh, ghosted Sid. Uh-huh. Someone pointed out that, um... um someone pointed out that the bad batch just abandoned az which is the little droid they rescued from camino with sid and we see him in the first episode of this season oh that's i think in one of the episodes earlier they they just left him that's funny but you know who they have gonky (laughs) gonky they just left him which is he seemed to be enjoying himself working in that cantina so um I've got some more. So, you know, the, the infamous yellow travel biscuits that we've all been salivating yeah. or just wondering about. <laughs> Star Wars posted a recipe. The official Star Wars posted oh, a recipe. And they're like uh, some like lemon cheesecake shortbread Ooh, thing. I hate lemon so much. That oh, sounds Well, awful. I'm sure you could make it without it. Probably I can imagine actually... if you were working for the Empire, anything with flavor would, would be just a I, godsend. See, see but... I feel like you could probably just use the flour and water and make a paste into a brick and just bake it and that'd probably be more accurate (laughs) (laughs) Um, but so um uh so last saturday was the six-year anniversary of the rebels twin sons episode the one-year anniversary six six six-year 
anniversary oh, of the Rebels. Sorry, sorry when were you, you thinking, said Twin Sons, you thinking, I was thinking of Kenobi. Were you thinking Aunt Twin Sons Baru? Yes. <laughs> no, um, the Rebels episode Twin Sun. I see. That makes where more sense. We, we get to see Rebel spoilers for the second week in a row of season three, <laughs> where he gets to see Kenobi and Maul duke it out for two ah, seconds. So that's so kind of fun. Um, here's my other thing. Uh, I have a lot, so I don't know what you have. We got a new Jedi Survivor trailer. I saw that. We yeah, saw it was pushed back, but we're not complaining. We are complaining. <laughs> I am complaining. Um, so I don't know if you watched it. I just said I watched it. <laughs> I literally <laughs> just said that. Yes, I did. I did watch so, it. I was really so, interested. So when you said I saw that, I I didn't know what you meant. Oh, I, I like, actually watched okay, it. Okay, yes. okay. You yes. visibly consumed the yes. media. Anyway, so we get to see Coruscant. Yeah, I was I was uh, quite surprised that there was so many shots wanna, of him on Coruscant. You want to you know something you know something fun? Yes. Timeline wise, so um, <laughs> the first uh, the first Jedi Fallen Order game is five years after Order sixty six. Um, about four or five years after Order sixty six, mm-hmm. this game is another five years. So that means we're about ten years after Order sixty six, mm-hmm. which is the same timeline area at the ending of rebels season one where they blow up tarkin's ship and and or season one the ending interesting we're coming up to that um timeline and also where i think kenobi ended as well around that same timeline is about nine years Mm -hmm. after so we're it's all coming together um so anyways i'm excited so yeah, I'm, there were a few other things in that trailer I thought we were interesting. One, <gasps> I, please go ahead. No, 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 I'm gonna continue. continue. One that I I would not have really caught myself, but that I saw pointed out somewhere on the internet. Um, so it seems like the the main antagonist for the game is an someone from the High Republic. That's what I keep seeing. I don't know. I don't know if it's been confirmed how he's returned. But I'm not particularly interested. But uh, the, the fact that this character, what he says, he's like lecturing. Uh, Cal for allowing the Empire to take over, but he refers to them as an Empire. Mm-hmm. Like he totally disregards the Empire as anything special. That it's just an Empire, mm-hmm. not the Empire, just an Empire. I thought that was an interesting line of dialogue. So in the first teaser that we got to see for Jedi Survi- Jedi Survivor is um, Cal Kestis approaching what looks to be a like a Cairo uh, chamber or something like that. Uh, what the back to tank? The back to tank yeah. with this old man in it mm-hmm. i think it's the same character yes that was i think at some point in the last year i remember reading that this character was from the past so here's the thing are they bringing in cloning again oh jeez. or maybe they put the they put this man in a bath for like 600 years <laughs> <laughs> this is a good long soak this <laughs> so just I'm, I'm going through the trailer now this frog man is my new favorite star wars character i think Who's like begging for his life? Oh, I saw that. That's so sad. I would love to see that character. That feels like a uh, Muppets character, like a you know, uh, Jim Henson character. Keep watching. Um, there's a scene in there when he slices what looks to be like a battle droid in half. Oh yeah. Well, I didn't realize this man threatening the frog man has battle droids with him. I did not catch that. So my keep first keep watching. So we see uh, Cal Kestis slice it in half vertical. Pause it when it's like cut in half. Hold on. I've got another thing. Is that tech? I mean, not tech. Is that Echo? <laughs> you can't put everyone with a helmet and beat-looking <laughs> headphones as Echo. At 32 seconds into this official trailer, the man that uh, Kyle Kestis is fighting looks quite a bit like tech with 
with a very uh, Kylo Ren esque lightsaber. Very Kylo Ren esque lightsaber. Also, his uh, I realized his ship looks quite a bit like the First Order ca- uh, troop carriers. Mm-hmm. 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 Very nice. That character looks like a uh, Overwatch character. Who? Uh, hold on, I'm bringing it up. He is right here. He looks like the like ape character that you can play as in Overwatch. Oh, he does. Huh. That that character it's, design does not look very Star Wars-y to I don't, me. I don't... Yeah, I don't know who it is. Calcas's master was a Lasat, which is very interesting. Oh, yeah, just like the character in Rebels, whose name I'm totally blanking on. Zeb. Zeb, yeah. Um, I am... Beetle interested story. to hear what where the story goes with uh this man from the high republic and if you don't know the high republic is an era between the, the old era. republic and uh the current star wars age it's really i feel like the high republic is, is just a way for new star wars to do old republic aesthetic but just include mm-hmm. yoda i i did not realize how much uh platforming there was in oh. these games Yes. Did you have a grappling hook in the last game? Or is that new to this question. one? I feel like we had something similar, but I can't remember. I never played the other one, so I wouldn't know. Just watch Video Game Donkey. Oh. So do you have anything else from this last week? Yes, sir. Um, Katie O'Brien, the actress of um, Aliyah Kane from last uh, Mandalorian episode, Okay. Someone asked her what those bricks taste. Did you say the voice of? The I thought I said the actor. Okay. Actress. The, so the yeah. actress, yes, the actual actress, the uh, <laughs> the the imperial, the ex imperial who is seemingly like she's reformed, but is a uh, is actually a still an imperial. She's got the the short black hair. Hey, she liked our tweet, so yeah. Um, along with Omid, who played uh, Doctor Pershing. Anyways, um, so someone asked her what the what the imperial little bricks tasted like and apparently they tasted a pretty much only like coconut oil and they're like a material that when you like bite into it it like expands in your mouth and i was like "Mm." that oof i've often heard that um if you're a an intern or a uh a pa a production assistant on major production sometimes your job will be just to be just off camera with a bucket so that actors can (laughs) spit their food i would throw up um, speaking of last episode, so I don't know if you've noticed. I noticed this a couple times. Doctor Pershing would reach for his ear quite a bit. Yes. So the last time we see Doctor Pershing in season one, or one of the last times, it's He's when in season two. He's in there. They. Oh uh, man, it's been so long. They I end up like two. he is. They bring him back. Oh yeah, I forgot. I think it's I don't terrible. remember exactly what's going on, but they. Uh, He's held hostage by two Imperials. They're yeah, like, I don't We're remember shoot exactly why, but yes. They're, they have these Imperials have Pershing at gunpoint, and Cara Dune shoots the Imperial, and you can see where the blaster mark in Pershing's ear. Uh, so people are trying to figure out is this like his nervous tick? I see. That's interesting. Um, the other thing I had was. So during the scene where they're having their, I think they're called phosphor pops or something, the little glowing ice cream, and uh-huh. they're on the summit of Mount of Coruscant or whatever, mm-hmm. the music in the background is a carnival-style March of the Resistance theme. Oh, wow. I have it. March of the Resistance? Yes. Interesting. Uh, let me see if I can... <laughs> I apologize for that. It didn't open right away. So let's see if we can hear it. 
understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Wow, that's fascinating. What is that? Yeah, so Mars of Resistance being the resistance theme from the, the new trilogy. That's fascinating. Which is interesting. So that makes it canon of some form. It's already a song. It kind of has some interesting implications. It's already a song that exists in in the series or in the universe. Yeah. Huh. Either way, I, I didn't catch that. So I, did, I think I saw it on TikTok and I was like, wow. Um, I think the last thing that I had, we'll save it for the meme minute. Okay, great. Um, lots of backlash from the Mando episode last week. Lots of... I'm sure, because people, people don't like thoughtful story-based Star Wars. They just want pew-pew slash slash killing I, children. I did... <laughs> Everyone's favorite I did Wars see scene. a funny tweet that I was like, the I hijacked someone else's show uh, group keeps uh, growing. It was Mando... Um, uh, oh man, a Hera in Bad Batch, um, Senator Tucci oh, in yeah. Bad Batch as well. <laughs> uh, it was good. So I think that's that's really all I had. The rest I have, I have a lot of memes. Well, let's uh, let's jump into our discussion of the two episodes for this this week: Bad Batch and Mando. Start with Bad Batch. Fourteen days since the last crosshair incident, and it's been zero days as of oh, now. Yeah, zero you, days. You don't even get to open the episodes. The thumbnail is crosshair, so it's been truly. zero days. Since what a short run! Oh man, our record's fifty-five. We should just we should keep the crosshair count <laughs> until the next season. <laughs> um. So. Season two, episode 14, The Tipping Point. Um, I feel like both a lot and not a lot happens in this episode. Like, nothing has really changed at the end of this episode, but a lot of different things happen. Uh, we open up with um, a ship escorting some clone prisoners and, off of a planet. In return of Hauser from the Ryloth arc in Bad Batch season one. He was the clone captain that worked with Hera's dad. And he was the one that uh, was like, brothers, why are we doing this? And then they immediately arrested him. <laughs> um, I totally forgot about that. So I'm actually quite surprised that he is alive. I mean, I know it's it's, it's Star Wars. So if they don't die on screen, they're not dead. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of those things where I was like, I'm surprised the Empire wasn't like, why don't we just kill these people? Yeah, you know that it seems like no. So they don't the Rachel, 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 Rachel. They don't kill people. The Empire didn't kill people. They send people to a farm <laughs> on Naboo. No, they send them they, to they, a farm on Alderaan. Oh no! <laughs> Unfortunate mining accident. Anyhow, <laughs> uh so um, as they're escorting these prisoners off planet, um, which was a planet you said you recognized when they Balmora. received the name Balmora. And which is a planet that you get to go to on the Imperial side of Star Wars Old Republic MMORPG. Well, there you go. It is one of the mid-tier, like mid-level planets. I don't love it. It's not my favorite, but it's not my least favorite. That would be Narshada. That's the one I probably really hate. Anyways... There are definitely times where you're way more nerdier than I am on this podcast. I love it. They were That's like, great. Balmora. And I was like, oh, oh, Balmora, I know that place. You had a lot of pointing at the screen. You I got, did you were, have a you lot were of those the, moments the today. Living uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Oh, 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 oh. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, and as they are about to leave the planet, a ship 
drops out of hyperspace and ambushes them and it's none other than some of our clone friends clones we haven't seen in a while gregor who we haven't seen since first <laughs> season either i don't really remember him being in bad bat season one what was his he role was in exactly? one episode uh he was the plot device that not plot device um he was in jail at a different imperial prison that's when hunter gets captured I they see. go to rescue gregor and hunter falls like three stories off of an imperial <laughs> off of an imperial I see. uh jail that's where he gets captured it's, i think i think that might have also been episode like 14 or something i see towards the end because then they have to go res- rescue hunter and we also have echo Whoa! and a couple of very sexy looking clones in their green armor that was one of my favorite classic not classic clones, but from the actual movies, was uh, the uh, camouflage clones on Kashyyyk who fight with Yoda. Mm, um, they that's have very some good armor. And so these guys have some really nice looking armor. And except for one of them, same as Fireball, which does not up. match his armor whatsoever. But, anyways. Um, but this act makes for a very excellent action scene. I really enjoy this little prison break I think this sequence. Is the, I think this is actually the first time we see Fireball. Homeworld Camino, born Camino. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, Wikipedia. We love Wikipedia, please. Um, but yeah, interesting. So Rex's um, forces are growing. Yeah, I think the concept of of a clone. I was thinking about this while I was watching it. Um, you could describe them as a clone rebel cell, but I don't guerrilla know if they, that warfare. would be definitely guerrilla warfare. Warfare, absolutely. Warfare. Well, okay, wolf. No, wolf isn't there yet. <laughs> I thought he was one of them for a second. Yeah. I was like, whoa, we're just going to skim past this. But um, I don't know if you would technically consider... I guess they are rebels in the sense that they are acting out against the Empire. Yeah. But I don't know if they have much of an objective other than save other clones. They're not trying to like take down the Empire. They're just trying so to rescue people. I don't know if they te- officially register as rebels by definition. But nonetheless, having this, like, this cell of insubordinate clones mm-hmm. working together who are much more organized now and operating off a of Coruscant of all places. Seems like a bad idea, but it's also a very large place. Right under their so. noses. Um, and we see that uh, the stormtroopers on the ship aren't clones. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like... I mean, that was, you know, pretty much uh, uh, Palpatine's decree earlier in the season of Bad Batch was that they're they're not using the clones anymore because they Mm -hmm. they say they can't be trusted because they just blindly follow orders. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, that's yeah, that's 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 very interesting. And so then we see them go back to Coruscant, and we see they're still working with Senator Chuchi. Yeah. Um, Do we learn anything else in that sequence? I guess they're like we we need to know. Oh, they want to know where. So they learned that ship, where are they shipping the clones to? Exactly. They learned that there's a facility with only clones as prisoners, mm-hmm. which is the facility we've been seeing throughout the season. Mount Tanto, Tanta, I think. Sounds about right. Oh. Um, that's where we know that Crosshair and um, Naughty Clone Jail <laughs> and uh, what is the Kaminoan scientist's name? Nalase. Nalase. Yeah, I always want to say Lama Su, but that's the naughty the... clones go to Imperial Jail. <laughs> <laughs> wow, lovely. Thank you. Um, and so they want to know where this is located. So they need to know where the ship that they just, uh, you know, pirated is going. And so while they were on the ship, Tech was not Tech. Echo was able to get some information, and they need to decrypt it. And so like, 
we know someone who can do that. What were you going to say? We have another admiral that, uh, similar to, I think, episode seven or eight, instead of being interrogated or giving up info, just killed himself. Electrocuted oh, himself. Oh, yeah. On the ship. Yeah. He was like, no. I wasn't looking when it happened and you told me that he killed himself and I said he toothed himself. <laughs> he couldn't handle the tooth. Oh, no. Um, and so you were like, my brain's not working. Who do they know that could crack that? I go, hmm, who knows stuff about tech, technology stuff? Who's a techie sort of guy in this show? All he knows about it, all, all tech knows is drive ship and be snarky. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tech's like, I'm going to go. I'm kind of surprised we didn't see Rex. I was expecting a little Rex mm, cameo, sure. but I don't know. Maybe he's off doing Rex things and saving more clones. Um, so we go back to Pabu, which, uh, looks great after being decimated by uh-huh. a, by a day after tomorrow tsunami yeah uh-huh <laughs> that's uh which pretty much ultimately renders that last episode so pointless i feel even more so in retrospect yeah, we, weren't, we weren't really doing too bad after that um we do get to see omega driving the ship which was uh, i that was adorable i loved it was, it. it was cute it was very cute i'll give them that that was a cute and so they're just like, you know, Wrecker is is living his best life, helping everyone. You know, he's catching fish and helping build, reinforce. Uh, Big strong man. Yeah, reinforce like levees and stuff. And they're keep they're talking to Hunter and asking him why don't they stay. And he's like, it's not a it's good hard idea. for soldiers to put down roots. Nice, thank you. <laughs> um, and tech is training Echo to fly the ship and doing typical Echo? tech stuff. God, man, there's so many names. Omega! <laughs> I just need to speak in her accent. I, I thought, I will, it. I will be honest, I thought it was hilarious when she's, she's going like 600 miles an hour through the sky on that ship. Uh-huh, and Gonky's flying around <laughs> in the back. <laughs> you know, this the scene between Tech and Omega and Tech looks like everyone's mom when they're first learning yeah. how to drive. And you see Gonky finally get up to the seats and Omega guns it and Gonky just flies all the way back. So you know he's probably been working his way up there since mm-hmm. the last turn. <laughs> Absolutely. And it feels very reminiscent of last week's Mandalorian episode with uh, R5 yeah. in the ship with, <laughs> with uh, Bo-Katan. Mm-hmm. Very fun. Yeah, that that's the thing too. She pulled a very she called it the tech maneuver or whatever. And it mm-hmm. was very similar to Bo Katan's uh hard break and whip it move. Mm-hmm. And through all this it's also intercutting with crosshair trying to Being escape. <laughs> yeah, they, they want to get information out of him on how to get the bad batch. And specifically and, Omega. Yeah, well she's like, You need Omega to, to lure them in. Which, to me, would seem like if you're in the position to kidnap Omega, wouldn't you be able to kidnap all of them? I don't know. I don't know how you would get just Omega. It seems like it would just be, once you're there, just get all of them. But nonetheless, I guess you could get them to do what you want. With lassos. Once you have her. Because they might, they might be really dangerous and be like bunkered in somewhere. But if you capture her, then and you can get you, them to do what you want. You're a threat. I, I, I don't know. If the Empire's like... <laughs> you know like come out or i don't know we're just gonna shoot this child they would do it 
I won't hesitate. I won't. I will shoot her near the edge of a cliff. Have we said that every single episode? It's very close. It is nearly every week. (laughs) Rebecca, I I won't hesitate. So Crosshair uh, is being interrogated, and he escapes, and then gets gassed. He he's able to send a uh, a message out. Yes. To try to warn the Bad Batch, and then that leads to the Bad Batch learning that Crosshair has been defecting against the Empire. Yeah, and they're like, hmm, interesting. And that's pretty much the end of the episode. Yeah. Um. Well, we see, you know, Echo comes back, and he gives the little flash drive to tech to figure uh-huh. out. And there's another conversation of, are y'all going to stay here? And Hunter's like, soldiers, are, it's hard to put down roots when you're soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a very fun, tiny little background scene of Wrecker chasing Omega and Fee's niece. <laughs> and then Wrecker just wiping out. It was... It was His face plants. Yes. Um, but so, yeah, they learned that um, clones are being rounded up and shipped off to jail um to a very specific location that they haven't really been able to figure out but um yeah and they find out that crosshair is defecting and sending a message and they're like well that's that's no good if this is true and you know and within their right mind hunter's like it could also be a trap Mm -hmm. smart it's a what (laughs) it's a what what'd you say (laughs) it's a trap So, um, yeah, that's kind of where it ends. Uh, but I th- thought it was fun. Yeah. It, it's kind of nice. I don't know. I kind of liked seeing um, that Echo has been doing stuff with Rex, like saving yeah. clones. Kind of nice to know that the operation between, you know, Chuchi still fighting for the rights of the clones mm-hmm. is maybe not being successful political wise, but they had quite a few clones there. You know, that that handful in that uh, shop. So Yeah. I feel like these last two episodes have just kind of been designed to set up uh the finale. Yeah. I can't kind believe that's next week. Table dressing as some might call it. Um ultimately it was fine. It was fun. It was it was I, I really enjoyed the the opening action sequence especially. Yeah, that was really good. And you know, I guess I would have you know, I think it would have been safe to assume that once Clone Wars ended that would have kind of been the end of us seeing clones mm-hmm. in Star Wars in any sort of significant way. As we're going to talk about in a minute, we got to see some clones in the Mandalorian, but not as really characters. So it is actually really nice to see actual clones as characters in yeah. this show because um, I love clone troopers. They're fun. Anyways, uh, continuing on to the Mandalorian. Halfway through the season, which season is crazy to think two, about. episode four. I mean... It's crazy to think about. I forget there's only eight mm-hmm. episodes in this. We were spoiled with Andor's 12. This episode is called The Foundling. It is uh, written in part by Dave Filoni, directed by Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers is the actor who plays Grief, Grief Karga. Very famous for playing the original Apollo Creed in Rocky movies. He was in the original Predator. He's in Happy Gilmore. He directed a couple episodes, uh, at least one other episode of The Mandalorian before. I'm trying to figure out that information. I know he directed at least one episode before. Um, if I can get it to come up, I'm having a hard time here with IMDb. His, his IMDb is very long. Uh, he directed one episode before. It was the episode where they went back with him and broke into the Imperial base oh, on yeah. his planet. The infamous episode with the... the um, 
the crew guy in the background shot. The jeans man. Yeah. Yes. I forgot uh, that. That's so funny. And Gene, jeans are canon in Star Wars. <laughs> so um, he's I think he's pretty good at directing action. Both the a- yeah. episodes he's directed have been very action heavy. And I, li- I like the way he directs action. It's pretty fun. Um, action. Go over there. So I actually only took down one note this week between both episodes that we watched. Because you were too busy eating. Well, I wasn't eating the whole time. I was just, there just wasn't a I'm ton to write down. But this was the one time I had something of note to write down, which was at the beginning of this episode, it cuts back to the Mandalorian enclave uh, in the in the rocks, uh, in the, the Rocky Mountains. And... Uh, they're all just shooting, shooting into, into the, the water, water and like launching missiles. And we both thought, this is why the Crocosaurus was so pissed off in the yeah. first episode. Because they're firing right into its home. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be angry too. <laughs> they deserve it. I mean, and it wasn't even just like one or two. There were like six of them just firing blankly into the water. <laughs> and it's like, yo, that's his home. <laughs> You're shooting through his living room. Um, But... I actually wrote down a couple of notes for this. I thought this episode was fun. I thought both. I enjoyed both episodes. I thought they were fun. Um, and then Mando comes out and he's like, Grogu, I would like you to go fight this 12-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for you to learn as a foundling. Um, it's really putting... It was like putting a 12-year-old versus an infant in a paintball gun fight. Uh-huh. Except uh-huh. the infant can... Has the force. Has the force, which... The four scenes of Grogu jumping are so funny to me. Yes. The switch from animatronic to CGI is really funny. Um, and then the kid, who we later learned is named Ragnar, gets <laughs> yoinked by some dragon looking thing. Mm-hmm. This is a horrible place to raise children. I <laughs> like, agree. This is awful. This is horrible. Uh-huh. And so they're like, we have to go rescue this child. And everyone else flies. Bo-Katan is the only one that thinks to get in the ship and follow it. Uh-huh. What makes me wonder is, you know, they flew out. They flew out for probably miles because they ran out of fuel. Were they just going to walk back 20 miles <laughs> in uh-huh. that area? I wouldn't. Um, so we see that. Um they gather up their hunting party. Bo-Katan kind of takes the lead. They take their ship and they dip. And then the armorer is like, Grogu, it's lesson time. And makes Grogu walk the 30 feet back to the armorer's cave all by himself. <laughs> There's tiny little legs. <laughs> There's a very cute POV, uh, POV shot from Grogu's height. Uh-huh. Because he walks in. It's very adorable. But so um, the armorer starts monologuing uh-huh. about the importance of armor. And the noises or whatever gives Grogu what else in a David Filoni written episode. <laughs> All right, before we get to this, before we get to this, just oh. a very small note, just a step back. The uh, the young man that uh, man, uh, that Grogu fights, uh, Ragnar, um, that gets kidnapped. Um, I didn't think to look at his actor when we saw him in the first episode. He in the first episode he was the one who was being uh, yes. Uh, commissioned initiated. in initiated thank you uh, his name is Wesley Kimmel um, he's previously been in Star Wars in the book of Boba Fett he played the child Tusken Raider oh that's so cool yeah I'm glad to see him back so that's um, 
he doesn't get a lot of FaceTime as either <laughs> character. But I was going to say, I was like, wait, that name sounds really familiar. I mean, certainly in the top tier of children actors in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so as you were saying, we get a fun flashback. What else are we going to get in a Dave Filoni episode? In Order 66, Order 66 flashback where we see quite a few Jedi protecting Getting Grogu. rocked. Like, he had at least four, at, at least tall Padawans. You know, I was about to say, it wouldn't surprise me for the Jedi to just be def- uh, protecting any younglings. Yeah. But um, it would seem as though the chamber with the younglings in episode three was not particularly well protected. <laughs> the picture of LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, i'm kidding we we, we can cut that anyways um, so uh, <laughs> uh but th- i was just thinking about that so we have grogu with his entourage of jedi all over the place and those poor kids in the youngling room that just had to run as a pack getting picked off by clones uh-huh. and kenobi reva and her yeah, friends yeah that's true <laughs> what's you see it's like the meme where it's like i don't what are you, like parents like i don't have any favorites what are you talking about this is like one giant picture of their favorite kid and a bunch of tiny pictures of their other one grogu and all the other young ones um so he gets put into a an elevator and shipped down and the elevator opens and who is on the who? other end other than not a famous character mind you but famous star wars actor ahmed best, best as Kelleran bach ahmed best if you don't know was the actor who played jar jar Binks. i'm so glad they brought him back and if you don't know this is a really fun moment because obviously very few of us have overall positive opinions about jar jar Binks, but that is not Abed best fault. This man no. signed up for who he thought he thought he was going to be. He did his best. The next Chewbacca. He thought he was going to. It's Star Wars. He put a lot of freaking work into mm-hmm. this character. Absolutely. And did not deserve the hate that he got. Absolutely not. Like, the reaction he got is just absolutely disgusting behavior from and people who call themselves fan. Because not. Because there's. It wasn't like, I don't like this character. They were so mm-hmm. cruel to Ahmed that he did not want. I don't. Know, I don't know if I can say this. He did not want to exist anymore. Yes, he was that cruelly he had suicidal bullied. Thoughts, yes, unfortunately. So, I'm just so glad that they brought him back. That he's able to have this, and I'm glad he was willing to come back. Because yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, I wouldn't have blamed him if he just you know washed his hands of it all. I was like, I'm not coming back. I was treated horribly absolutely and so for him to come on and be genuinely one of the coolest jedis mm-hmm. we have seen in, in quite some time with two lightsabers oh that was cool and just just killing it um i thought he was phenomenal in this, and like legitimately a good performance like mm-hmm. i wouldn't be nice just to be nice if he if he showed up and he was terrible i'd be like it's nice that he's here i'm glad for him he's not good i legitimately think he gives a, a mm-hmm. nice performance as this this brief jedi Mm -hmm. um and i also additionally just one last thing on this is um i think it's really fun for him to get to do this because he has had an incredibly good sense of humor in the Mm -hmm. previous years he would play jar jar on robot chicken Mm -hmm. which is a a parody 
uh, stop motion television show that does lots of different little sketches and he would be on that show he was like one of very few characters who actually actors actually played their character on robot chicken i thought mm-hmm. he showed a really good sense of humor about it and was also very excellent because he would also he here it says he also plays finn as well on robot chicken and plays a bunch of different other characters mm. he is a very excellent uh, voice actor as well and he has played this character before this exact Jedi. Really? Um, in something I thought I hadn't seen him before in Jedi robes. I had that visual memory in my head. Something called Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge. Um, three teams of Jedi pad ones compete. Oh, it was like a uh, like a like a uh, game show sort of thing. It, I don't know where this existed. It was in 2020. I don't know much about it, but he Order. has played this character before. Order 66 speed run. Ah, that's what that sounded like. Jedi Temple Challenge. Where? That's so this cool. This was on YouTube. It was a YouTube thing. YouTube. That he did. I thought I had seen an image of Ahmed Best dressed as a Jedi before, so mm-hmm. I was not surprised when I saw him. Um, anyways, so he he shows up and rocks the character. Yeah. We do get to see, you know, and he's just dropping clones left and right. And we get a nice tidbit where one of the clones speaks, and that's Tamura. It's not D. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think it would be very strange in live action to not to hear D Bradley Baker's voice rather than he's, Tamora he's Morrison bringing in the cash and Tamora Morrison is credited here Good. as though so I we after very recently this last week um, finishing Boba Fett and forgetting that um, Mark Hamill is credited in those even though he didn't do any original voice work I believe it's all his AI voice mm-hmm. they still credit him so it's always possible at this point that if you don't see an actor and they're credited, it doesn't necessarily mean they did anything new. But I, thought, I would... Oh, sorry. No. Continue. I, I would bet that is original voice work by Tamora Morrison, but... I think they had Mark Luke, Hamill on set. He was on set for yeah. reference. Yeah. He, he yeah, yeah, did yeah, yeah. some of the acting. But yeah, he for, wasn't the... But he did not... He's not actually ever on screen yes. it's not his body it was not him it's not his original voice it's, all there. AI. it's his fourth spirit and the moment you know his his voice is ai generated not to get too far off topic it is very inhuman anyways i feel like we both have very have a lot of beef against ai for different reasons but that's for a different <laughs> podcast. um so and then we see very interesting so we get a fun little chase through a uh, downtown coruscant or whatever um <laughs> the clones are just blasting and yeah uh, the so tomorrow not tomorrow sorry ahmed um so his character's name is kellerin 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 beck b-e-q i don't know exactly how to pronounce that um he hops on his speeder he's got like a sidecar for grogu which is hilarious and um did they have like a save grogu in case of order i guess 66 they are very prepared specifically versus the for other kids what if what if grogu had come down the elevator with another youngling like what were they gonna do <laughs> sorry kid you're not nearly special enough you, you, peace <laughs> here if you run down uh this ship of uh, you might run into bail organa <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> That see, kid. See, see. George Lucas' George son, son didn't make through. Um, maybe you can, maybe you can uh, catch him and I'll give you a ride or Uber you somewhere. <laughs> Yikes. And so um, they're flying through Coruscant on this bike and and a clone gunship drops down and is shooting at them and is just firing aimlessly I, I into like the city. It's the equivalent of 
being in a car chase but the person chasing you is in a tank in downtown new york <laughs> or a freaking apache helicopter <laughs> just launching missiles and every time every time this clone this gunship misses those lasers don't they just go- disappear they keep going into the city somewhere oh my gosh yeah um so he ducks down a train tunnel Oh, this is a good sequence, absolutely. And dodges out of the way at the last second. And we, it cuts in close up on the clone piloting the gunship right before he gets wrecked. Do you know what opportunity they missed? What did they miss? Wilhelm scream. Ah, nice. Um, but uh, as this, this continues, the classic Filoni tradition of uh, clone gunship pilots not making it out of the episode. Was I cr- weren't there two ships? There were two. I yeah. was going to say, so Well, the imag- next one catches up with them in a second. Oh, that was the other one, I guess. I was going to say, can you imagine they both turned down that? <laughs> you, see your, you, see the, you see the vehicle your friend is in in front of you just get obliterated by a bullet train. <laughs> and then Very you're next. Um, so, uh, Kelleran lands on a platform. And lo and behold, what chrome ship do we mm. see there? <laughs> the Mandalorian? <laughs> no! <laughs> No, the the classic chromium of Star Wars, a Naboo Padme starship. ship. Yeah, My most likely Padme ship. Yeah, yeah. She, of course. I don't think she was queen at that time, so it was probably just whoever was queen of Naboo at that. Point. Well, that is the. I don't know. If, look, well, actually, okay. Depending on the timeline, that actually is not her exact ship, because this is while Anakin. If this is while the Jedi are attacking yeah. the yeah, temple, Anakin is currently massacring children <laughs> so that means padme is still on coruscant so this is her mid episode apartment. three yeah. yeah so that that is identical to the ship that she flies her and obi-wan True. fly to mustafar um no wait hold on yes no yes uh, hold on it's it is identical to the one that she f- and anakin flew in episode two mm-hmm. but now i'm trying to remember what ship they fly they actually might fly a larger ship i think it is a larger in ship. episode three I don't know how to, they how had to fly. They this. had to fly a different ship because Kellerin, because Kellerin took our other one. Oh yeah, <laughs> what, where's my normal ship? Well, um, uh, it just got hijacked by some. Your husband is killing everyone, so we let him borrow it. Okay, not it, your husband. We let the other. We let some other guy borrow it. It's not worth taking the time to try to figure this out. Anyways, it is dissimilar to at least mm-hmm. one of uh, uh, Padme ships. Padme ships, you know. Why does she have to have multiple spaceships? She could probably sell one of those and feed so many of the starving children on Coruscant. <laughs> those lower, le- the lower level children. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and that's where it ends. They jump into hyperspace, escape Coruscant, and that's where it ends. And Grogu um, comes back. And I feel like the armor was definitely... I made a comment like the armorer was probably monologuing deep Mandalorian secrets to him uh-huh. the whole time. Um, but so she makes him a little rondle. That's what she calls it. I think a rondel. It's a little circular thing she makes. Oh, I thought I, that, I think that's what she, she called, called it. That. And it's got the rhino on it. It's got Mando's little uh, uh, insignia on it. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was also interesting. It seemed to have some sort of like electronics built into it i think i think that is on par with beskar but what do, what do those electronics do they does i think it maybe def- generate a like shield deflects, maybe? Huh. deflects stuff um interesting anyways she gives him a rondel that's almost the size of him 
So he probably weighs an extra 50 pounds. Yeah. Now. He's going to stand up and f- just fall forward face plant as well. But now... Some cool bling for him, though. He's, uh, Gro- he's... Grogu can definitely take a shot to the chest. Yeah. He might go flying back 20 feet, but it won't be the shot that gets him. <laughs> he's got the drip, though. That's he's all that matters. The drip. Um, and then we cut to the Mandalorians hunting down this big board thing that took the child, the other child, the different child, not Grogu the child. Oh gosh, it was um yeah, and they they land on this cliff and they uh like make camp, but I wrote down this comment. I think it's very shortly after they land cuz Bogatan is like we're going to have to climb up and Paz Vizla looks up the rock face and leans back at the waist he's both a very large man and wearing a very large helmet so he's unable to turn his head all the way back to look up so he has to like tilt at the waist (laughs) to look up and it is very funny tilted back like a gmod half-life character model where he just like cracks at the (laughs) what a reference a gmod animation wow (laughs) that's what that was the first thought that like the next thing he's gonna do is ragdoll down a cliff or something i don't know but it was really funny because just you know, like Bo-Katan from for the most part kinda look up and yeah. Paz just <laughs> <laughs> Absolute unit. He is. <laughs> um so then we get to see um fun Mandalorian eating traditions. Oh yeah, like well, <laughs> they all sit around a campfire and get their food and she turns to Mando and like, How do you guys eat? And he's like, We don't and I thought that's where he was gonna leave it. <laughs> we just we just sit here and politely stare at the food. They absorb it through their palms. <laughs> no, um, he tells them, tells her that they all go and find their own spot to take their helmet off, which I'm trying to correctly vocalize what that made me think of. It felt very like, for some reason, like a bunch of shy children who don't want to eat together or I don't know. It felt very <laughs> weird. When your social battery expires. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of... The Mandos are just a bunch of introverts. That's hilarious. Um, I mean, I get it. <laughs> but so, it was so funny. Because, like, he's like, we don't. We go find a place to eat. And they all just get up and leave. Uh-huh. And Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan, Katan, I don't know. She goes uh-huh. to leave. And Paz is like, you're the leader. You get to sit by the fire. And so, I noticed kind of interesting. So, she sits back down. And she, before she takes her helmet off, she looks around to make sure everyone's gone uh-huh. so i don't know if i'm you know i'm curious like like there's nothing really stopping her from just going you guys are a cult i'm taking my helmet off deuces we're gone but so there's a party that's wondering i don't i don't know is this is is this giving her something to cling to after you know she's lost her family she's lost her home she's kind of lost um like her physical home too not just mandalore but her actual castle is giving her something to cling to. Yeah, I. It would be very strange if this season ended in the big like finish of her character arc is her deciding to join the mm-hmm. way and never take her helmet off ever again. <laughs> That'd feel very odd. I'm hoping yeah, what will happen. Time, the next time she meets Sabine, Sabine's going to be real confused. Yeah. What uh, happened to you? She's going to hopefully. What I'm hoping is going to happen is that the two parties. The other Mandalorians, represented here by Bo-Katan and the Mandalorians of the Way, they come to an understanding. They come to a middle point that Bo-Katan recognizes the importance of their traditions mm-hmm. and their rules and honor 
and and what that serves for a Mandalorian being a Mandalorian. And she helps him learn that some of these more culty elements, like never taking your helmet off, are not really necessary. Yeah. And uh, are not good for your interpersonal relationships. Mm-hmm. And maybe that'll come from maybe having Grogu and realizing that attachments to one another and love. Um, and that, that could be mu- very much perpetuated by the relationship we see between... Um, Bat, what's his name? Uh, the the big Mandalorian. We were just making fun Paz? of Paz. Paz, sorry. These these one syllable names are hard to keep track of. Vizla. Paz and his uh, son, which was very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So we get um a fun montage of all the Mandalorians struggling their way up a vertical rock face. Oh, yep, yep. Um, and so they get they get to the nest, and you know it's Din, Paz, and Bo, mm-hmm. and. Paz just vaults over. He's going for it. And Bo's like, we have to wait. And Paz goes, that's my son. And I was like, oh. Ragnar. 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 I'm mi- coming, do Ragnar. Think, do you think his, middle, his like hyphenated middle name is uh, uh, Rock? Okay, that's why I was trying to remember why I'd heard that word before. <laughs> that's a reference to Galaxy Quest. Very good reference, Rachel. Wow. That's what you're referencing, right? Um, I meant Ragnarok is also oh. like... Never mind. Sorry. Like, <laughs> there's a sequence in the movie Galaxy Quest where there's a bunch of aliens chanting something, and then they translate it, and they're translated to rock, and it turns out there's a oh, big monster. No. And it's, it's something kind of... I am way I'm off. I'm referencing Ragnarok, which, if my knowledge is correct, I'm not that well-versed in North mythology, is the end of Valhalla. Yes. Correct. So... <laughs> Ragnarok. I see. Oh, now I get it. Man, wow. That... I, what are this top 10 strangest <laughs> moments in this podcast? Wow. Anyways, I thought it was funny. But so, um, you know, they they go to the heat source in the nest and it's these horribly ugly dragon bird things. And then uh, Mama shows up and coughs up the kid. How is that kid alive? Good question. Like, I thought it was hilarious. I was not anticipating this big creature just regurgitating a child like, Mandalorian. How is he alive? No idea. It's been almost probably a day at this point. Who knows how long it took them to climb up that rock. They were huffing and puffing. And I mean, I would have been doing the same. But. um, And they go on a big chase to. Yeah. Uh, so pretty much he regurgitates the child and Paz tries to save him. And that pisses was, off the big creature. It was nice to see Paz care about something. Yeah. I don't know. It was just. I was like, ah, look, a new side to him other than when he tried to kill me. Just being an a-hole. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm I'm also a sucker just for like kaiju, <laughs> big creatures. Okay, no, I mean like I love seeing like familial re- relationships. Oh, I see. So okay. I was like, it's just kind of nice to see because all we know about Paz at this point is big man with a big gun, and and he's a Vesla, and try, and he's a Vizsla, so he tried to fight Mando, and so it's kind of like, oh, I don't know. It's nice to see just another side of him. Um, and they got a big chase. Yeah. <laughs> With lots of fast zooms and fast camera zooms. movements. And There's a very specific fast zoom on Bogotan. I don't know what it served, but it was funny. <laughs> and they're able to save the kid, and, and the the monster falls into the water. And then, um, in a very scene reminiscent of the end of Jurassic World, what happened, Rachel? He gets Mosasaurd. It's it's. I just yelled Crocosaurus. <laughs> We've. Yeah, you yelled Crocosaurus, and I went, he got Mosasaurus! And this leads me to a really excellent comment off of Reddit about this that says, 
sea creature consumes dino bird. Somewhere in the galaxy, Force Qui-Gon is smiling. There's always a bigger fish. There's always a bigger fish. Oh, man. And it says, all, as is John Hammond. <laughs> So, and this also, there's another comment on here. I'm guessing this, I must have missed this, this moment. So I guess earlier, someone must have said, it always gets away after the bird grabbed <laughs> the child, which prompted this person to say, how many children has it taken? Is, and why is everything on this planet trying to kill the Mandalorians? Exactly. They, they live in space, Australia. I don't know. That's exactly what this says. <laughs> you just beat me to it. I'm too good. Um, so here's here's my thing. We see it's the sh- it's the shot where um, Bo, Din, and Paz are looking into the nest, and there's another Mandalorian helmet in there. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's one. That's all that we see. But the, why are they about- here? This surely there must be a better place. <laughs> the Empire Maybe can't get us. Introduce be- you into Pabu. <laughs> <laughs> the Empire. <laughs> the Empire can't get us because everything kills them before they get to here. Like it's just crazy like how many how many children has this thing taken and eaten and in the midst of this fight uh bo-katan loses her shoulder piece Oh, she does and so when they get back uh the uh, armor offers to make her a new piece of armor mm-hmm. and she's like do you want to continue having the what night owl, night is that what owl. she offers uh as your insignia insignia um, she's like actually i want the Mythosaur. Mythosaur, thank you. You give me all the proper nouns. I appreciate it. Um, and she's like, yeah, the Mythosaur is for everyone. Which helps explain, because I was confused that... The Mythosaur belongs at, to everyone. Yes. This is a nice little piece of lore that helps me understand, because... Sweet, sweet Back lore. in Mandalorian Season 1, um, he gets the big horn beast thing as his insignia, because he defeated it. Mudhorn? Yeah, 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 Mudhorn. And so that made me confused. I was like, okay... No one is defeating the Mythosaur, so why do other Mandalorians have the Mythosaur on their, their chest? It's like your county flag versus your uh, yeah, versus uh-huh. your country flag. And so this explains that it is the symbol of all Mandalorians, mm-hmm. and so anyone is allowed to wear the Mythosaur. And she's like, well, what if I saw one? She's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> sure, we've all seen things. The, the armor really treated Bo like a kid at this point. She was like, wow, yeah, we all see things. <laughs> we all got imaginary it, friends. I, she's I, like, no, I actually saw it. She's, she's like, like, yeah, wow. Uh-huh. This is the way. The Living Waters gives you a lot of visions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so then we kind of leave on this mole. I would have been mad if someone did that to me, but also because that would have driven me nuts. <laughs> Gaslighting at its finest. <laughs> sure you did. Um, That's what religious leaders are for, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh no this is spicy um um so yeah that's kind of where it ends it was a shorter episode but i enjoyed it another episode that had a lot going on um decade spanning episode yeah. between flashback but you it was an excellently produced episode you had a really funny comment so they get back they've saved pat they've saved ragnar uh-huh they come back out and so Paz and Ragnar come out, and everyone, first of all, they're not actually clapping. They are clanking their wrists together, their wrist armor, which is, like, uh-huh. kind of funny. And so Paz and Ragnar come out, followed by, like, 15 other Mandalorians. And I'm like, how many Mandalorians can you fit in one of those ships? And you made a comment that says, as expected, a Mandalorian ship is like a clown car. And then it doesn't end. All the Mandalorians come out, and... I think Bo goes, we found some new foundlings and they bring out the baby birds. Good joke. And those things are like the size of an electric car. 
where did they put them in their like inventory pockets <laughs> there's just there's so like that chip just must be so roomy i agree very funny very, it's just so much so space. silly it's very dave filoni it's so funny this is very much a dave filoni comedy episode some of these elements intermixed with the order 66 very good genocide and um speaking of all of the mandalorians coming out and uh clattering i want to know how many of those are cosplayers there's got to be some from the 501st in I, there at least just any sort of cosplay group whether it's 501st or otherwise almost certainly seeking mandalorian <laughs> oh boy so speaking speaking of all the mandalorians coming out clanging their their uh, things together like a like a like a cult um i'm gonna move us into meme minute Woo! Uh, but it's longer than a minute um meme oh, parsec yeah, meme astro second um and here's a video for you that i absolutely love this was a, a reference to last week at the end of last week whenever they introduced they they welcomed uh bo-katan into their cult and i just died when i, I saw found that video. so many videos of that of of someone just photoshopped din and Bo in that with the other mandalorians so good so funny love it um this isn't necessarily a meme but someone on, on tiktok has taken screenshots of all the times that Mando has fallen throughout the seasons oh, and they're man. all like freeze framed where he's like blurry. It's so funny. They're, it's just, it's <laughs> same. Is he falling down stairs there? I oh, <laughs> no, that's because he was like wounded. Was yeah, that's from Boba but Fett. <laughs> so that's really good. It is very good. Um, I have a lot, so. Um, here, so we'll I've go got, so here's forth. a Transformers one. And, oh my gosh. Um, I, I got I, this I off have any of, of those. I got this off of Reddit. Oh, hold on. Here it <laughs> Hopefully here it comes. Oh, it's muted. When I say trans, you say rights. Okay, got it. Great. Let's go. Trans. I think I saw that exact same one this week. Oh man, uh, just—it's not an incredible joke, but the actual like the timing of it with that—I assume that's the movie theme yeah, song. Yeah, I, I don't know. This is gonna—it's not from the show. No, unless it's G two. This, this might be shocking. I've never seen the original 1980 movie. We've talked about this. We're definitely we going to watch it for the pod. Absolutely, do it for the pod. Um. So I, I love that piece of audio. I, I thought that was quite fun. Um, here's one from last week. It's a it's a screenshot of Alia Kane after a last Mando episode at the end where she's um, watching Dr. Pershing get brain fried. And she eats one of the travel biscuits. And it's ca it's screenshot as she's eating it. And it's captioned, after lobotomizing your old coworker, have a little snack as a treat. <laughs> what a sinister freeze frame that is yes. of her here is a uh timeless meme that could be applied at literally any time it's an image of two women fighting and then a third person is sitting in a chair eating popcorn and all three people are labeled star wars fans <laughs> <laughs> oh i forgot to mention it um it's <laughs> very good the last episode this last this latest episode of mando passes the bechdel test nice um very good so this is a meme 
it says live it's captioned live action to animated always looks weird so it makes sense when characters don't look the same going from animated to live action too so it's got the you know kind of infamous comparison of uh dooku live action Uh in clone wars palpatine tarkin yoda it so i just want you i just want you to look at this take i almost sent this to you (laughs) oh this is fun i'm glad you brought it up so um we have some Stellar comparisons of uh, Dooku, you know, live action animated Dooku, Vader, uh, Tarkin, uh, Yoda, <laughs> infamously Rebels Yoda, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Palpatine, and then such a good joke. The last comparison they have is a picture of Ezra from Rebels <laughs> and Jabba the Hutt. And that is one of my favorite in jokes of Ezra, not really knowing too much how the galaxy works, introducing himself to people when he's not giving his identity as Jabba the Hutt which is so funny because he's I'm, probably he, he might not know what a hut is he's been on the fall this whole time <laughs> so he says that people are like oh <laughs> so joke. it's very good joke um mm, top tier um this is a fun little uh comic that's an interaction between uh Luke and Grogu Luke. Luke says, I'm looking for someone. And she goes, Grogu. And he says, looking? Found someone you have. I would say, <laughs> Luke says, oh, no, not this again. I would love the idea that of Grogu, once he starts learning to talk, just says all the exact same crap Yoda said. So speaking of uh, Grogu learning to talk, someone pointed this out in episode three. It's after uh, Bo-Katan is bringing Mando back after saving him from drowning. And they're talking. And so... There's a bit where Mando goes, this is the way. And Bogotan's like, this is the way. And Grogu makes noises that sound like he's trying to say it. Uh-huh. Have you, like... Yeah, don't... you said this to me. Go ahead and play it. Oh. for a feast, but I'm guessing that helmet isn't coming off again. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> and yeah, they... it, was, it was funny when we watched that. I heard the first noise and yeah. I thought, oh, that's kind of interesting, but I didn't catch the second couple noises that made it like there was like three syllables. But it makes sense because they both turned and looked at him like, uh-huh. huh? Baby's first words. <laughs> um, Here is um, an exchange that um, Pablo Pascal had on a talk show. The host asked him, oh, this is the Graham Norton show, by the way. Um, Graham Norton asked him, a lot of things are green screen, but Yoda, Baby Yoda is, is actually there. And he says, yes, Baby uh, Pablo Pascal says, yes, Baby Yoda is there. Yes, Baby Yoda is there. There's two different versions of, I can't believe I just said Baby Yoda. You weren't supposed to say that. That's the first time. The people from Disney are waiting for you. I gotta go. <laughs> Did you say Pablo Pascal? <laughs> what is his name? Pedro. Pedro. I'm sorry. It's I, okay. Cameron's not very good at names. I, I've got white male uh, confidence. You're not so I'll, very... just, I'll just roll into it's mispronouncing okay. you, this ethnic you name. You call me the wrong name 50% of the time. That's less of pronunciation error and just me having two primary <laughs> exactly. women in my life like get their names mixed up. You're going to ignore Athena like that? <laughs> Look, I don't get Athena mixed up with anyone. <laughs> and I, I, Cats are very distinct to me. Um, so I have another funny meme. So this is a picture of um, tech and... There's like it's just two pictures of tech and fee and the audio is just very important. And it's, it's uh, that's uh, great. That's it's, so uh, good. The wah, wah, it's tech and 
Kentucky being like, oh my gosh, please shut up. I'm trying to I'm trying to look up something relevant to my name mistake. What are you what's going on over there? I saw this TikTok earlier this week. It was so funny. It's just a clip from Battlefront 2. And I think it's oh gosh, it's so funny. Okay, are you are you Go for it. Who does this Vader think he is? <laughs> and this is audio. What is this music from? Wow, this you guys are hearing a live death on the microphone as Rachel just d- transcends. So, so very spe- okay, niche interest time. Um, I don't know if it's niche necessarily. This is um, it's it's a rendition of uh, uh, Uguay's theme from Kung Fu Panda, but uh, it is okay. very specifically from uh, the Sacred Pool of Tears track. Uh, so anyway, it's a clip of from Battlefront Two of someone playing Kylo Ren and someone else playing as Vader. I think it's the heroes only. Their char- the Vader character just starts. Ooh. Oh, sorry. Oh no. The- the Vader just the Vader like character just starts levitating and spinning through the air with the music from Kung Fu Panda, and then it it's just the scene cuts to this clip of Willem Dafoe. Is it from from the Lighthouse? Is that where that's from? Um, no, that is from it's like at Infinity's Infinity's Gate or something. It's a movie where he played uh, oh famous artist uh, Van Gogh. It's it's the scene where he's like looking up in shock or awe or terror. And it, it's so you get you just got to watch it on the Twitter. It's so funny. So here's a video. It is tangentially related to Star Wars. It has two Star Wars actors in it, but it is relevant to my my name uh, mess up here from just a second ago. Full name is Oscar Isaac Hernandez Estrada because my mom's name, my last name is Estrada. Oscar Isaac, Oscar Isaac Hernandez Estrada. Jose Pedro Balmaceda Pascal. That's all. Oh, I love Pedro and Oscar. They're so funny. Um, this is this is a good one. So this is at Universal Studios, where if you've been to Universal Studios, you know that they have um a quote unquote live Megatron and Optimus Prime, depending on where you go. Mm-hmm. Oh look, it's the love of my life. Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> this is guy filming his girlfriend at Universal Studios. And, you know, goes, Love of my life, and he shoves past her. Megatron. You sent me. Um, I sent you an Instagram lot. thing this last week of uh, a like uh, a cup made to look like the uh, Grogu, and you just sent it with the caption, "Consume the brain juice <laughs> of the child." It's weird. Like, why would it's just? It's kind of weird. I mean, I do have a mug of Wrecker's helmet so same energy but it's <laughs> it's just so odd um I, I do actually have a transformers meme yes um <laughs> megatron after he and his decepticons had every advantage over the autobots only to be thwarted by their incompetence and starscream being starscream we cannot beat these mo- Mark the time code. I'm so sorry. I <laughs> that was great. I that was, was great. I was a little too distracted by the fact that it's just such a little detail, but they put like some of the backing tracks from the G1 show in the background. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's funny. Anyways, <laughs> scratch that. <laughs> 
Oh, it's good. I think I have. Oh, do you have any more? Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Um, you you so do here, some. You do here some. Here is a video. <laughs> yeah, we've been alternating. It's cool. Totally cool. Um, uh, a reaction to uh, Jedi Survivor getting delayed. They stole it from me, Carmine. They took it. That was today. Today. Uh, angry uh, Toby McGuire is always funny to Actual me. footage of me uh, <laughs> on the podcast last week and on the 17th was supposed to come out. What do you have to share? So this is just captioned, you gotta be kidding me. And I just want to see your reaction first uh, before you before before you watch it, before, before I say what it is. The elves wiped out that dog! Just, so... Just, Surely this is staged. I don't know. Why is he filming be. himself walking down the stairs with this? So it's a video of a man walking down the stairs with a full Lego uh, starter story. He probably wants to. Sh he probably wants to show it off. But to me, it looked like his because animals for some reason have to be first wherever you go. Yeah, and he nearly launches it. In my mind, that if was... you were the kind of person to spend the money and time to build a star destroyer you would not be that reckless with it there's just no way I think, I didn't think that is that thing is like the size he is it was also posted by barstool sports so uh -huh. could 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 have but to me the humor there is the fact that he nearly order 66 is that dog <laughs> with the lego star destroyer um, this video just cracks me up and it's mostly visual but um i recommend just this google search or this youtube search bad batch um bad batch fan animation and this will come up. I know exactly what you're Incredibly high quality 3D renders of the five of them, and they're all dancing in perfect unison, <laughs> and it cracks me up. So, this is the magnum opus meme that I have tonight. Okay. Go for it. So, for reference. Virginia Tech Wrestling posted a hype video for their wrestling team. You are never going to guess what trans what what Star Wars character cameo is in this. I never would have guessed. And I'm going to show this to you and I'm not going to have any spoilers. I'll, do you want me to hold it up so people can yes. hear it? This is too good. Are you ready? Go for it. Let's do it. Virginia Tech. What? What? Our man Thrawn! Straight up, they didn't even just use voice as, an, as a shot of animated Thrawn in this official Virginia Tech wrestling hype video. Hysterical. Wow. I, man. It's not just the quote, it's a scene from Rebels. I, they actually cut to a shot of our man Thrawn. It's so hysterical. So, so in, in accordance- I am sorry, some people don't appreciate art as I do. <laughs> so anyways, um, there's some accompanying like retweets that I loved with that. It was so funny. Um, <laughs> first of all, 
that's the tweet I saw. You're never gonna guess what Star's character came as this. I'm like, okay, fine. Well, they were right. Yeah, it would take me. That would have been pretty far down the list of ones <laughs> I would have guessed. Rebel Strawn is not what I was expecting. Maybe, maybe a like a Darth Vader cameo or something. But anyways, so my favorite tweets were <laughs> Ezra's Buffalo Wild Wings deals on deals on deals versus Thrawn's ah, Virginia Tech wrestling good. hype video cameo with the reference. If you don't know the voice actor for um uh for Ezra did a did some promos for buffalo wild wings and he sounds exactly like his performance in rebels yeah and he's so not it's changing his voice deals at all. on deals on deals it's so funny and so it's just what a weird intersection of i was just i want to know who in their marketing how did that get past their marketing you know, I love it. Media, I, think, I love it, but I it's think so certain funny. social media managers, they'll be like, this will get the kids in. And they're going to get like, a cease Sure, whatever. Get a cease and desist. Yeah. College, college <laughs> social media is, I don't think, oftentimes very closely monitored, especially when it's like a small off branch. It's not like, it's not like the main Virginia Tech. It is Virginia Tech wrestling. Can you imagine? If, can you imagine if also, our, no. Can you imagine if our alma mater did something? It's very unlikely, but it's also possible that that check mark is bought by someone. Is Penman in your check mark? Ah, I don't know. It does say official count of Hokies wrestling. Turkeys? That's <laughs> funny. NCAA um, champion. I'm going to close out with this meme. It's mostly visual, but I, I want to be able to get Rachel's reaction to it. It says, special instructions. Send your cutest delivery boy. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that, Rachel? <laughs> this is G1 Sound. The logo! Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's G1 Soundwave. the with a Domino's hat. pizza hat and logo photoshopped on his chest, and he's holding a couple boxes of pizza. He's definitely the cutest delivery uh, boy. Oh, he's holding up the Decepticons on his back. <laughs> oh, man. I love that we both had memes that were like, you gotta see the live reaction. Uh -huh. I don't think I have... I think that's a good place I to think, close yeah, out for the I week. Are the magnum opus memes. Very good, very good. Well, as always, thank you to Caleb Jacoby for our intro and outro music. Props to Rachel for our artwork. Props and to Cameron who edits all of these. Woo! And, um, I don't do a ton. This week will be a lot more editing than usual, though, because we uh, the battery died in the middle <laughs> this week. I have to edit two clips together, but it's not a big deal. <laughs> and you got you to cut out. I enjoy. The swearing. No swearing in our yeah. Christian Minecraft server. <laughs> that, that is, I enjoy that, though. Um and uh props to rachel for running our twitter she's doing a great job over there oh, getting thanks. some reactions from actual <laughs> actors from the show i'm i'm gonna be honest i'm probably annoying acg cast or atc um oh hey. it's atg across hey, the galaxy they should never be mad if you're driving engagement if you're commenting you're driving engagement i too so. i I tagged them in something. Um, and, hop and on our Facebook. I run the Facebook as well, and it's different content. Ooh. I read. <laughs> you can. Sorry. <laughs> I I like to repost stuff from the Facebook pages I follow on there, and she likes to repost stuff from from the Twitter pages mm -hmm. she follows. So I feel like you can get a good idea of our personalities based on how each Almost social certainly. media is Almost run. Almost certainly. <laughs> Um, and as always, send us a review or or post a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can find a place to to send a review um good or bad we'll read it on the on air um <laughs> send us some send us some comments send us some memes send us something to read on the podcast we would i would love to make a segment where we do letters um from from fans but Ooh. go ahead go for it we can cut this it was our supervisor's birthday <laughs> last week oh 
of course. Last this last Saturday was Athena the cat's birthday. Athena being our uh, the one who keeps us in line she's here. She's our supervisor. Because if we go too long, manager. she'll start meowing at me to leave. So she, she she's does. our warning. She's now eight. She's technically considered a senior. She's just over there napping still. She is. Um, and that brings us to the end of this week's episode. This is Cameron and Rachel signing off saying, make Buffalo Wild Wings the official food of Virginia <laughs> Tech Wrestling so that we can have a crossover commercial Cameo. with the voice Cameo. actors Cameo. of Thrawn Cameo. and, and uh, Ezra. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great week.